welcome to Meeting Malcolmists, a pavement podcast. Hey, it's JD back for another week talking seminal indie rock supergroup pavement. We are going track by track chronologically through the entire oeuvre of great pavement songs and today is no exception today is a fucking gem with trigger cut wounded kite at 17 seconds now i'm having a little bit of a throat problem today a little voice problem you might notice that i don't know maybe you don't really listen when you're listening who can tell but nevertheless here i am i persevere for you and for me because the second portion of this show is for me to somehow Someday, meet Stephen Malcolmus. Might sound creepy, but it's not. It's a good thing. So there's that. Okay, next up on the docket, I get letters. Boy, do I get letters. I get letters sometimes telling me that uh, someone has sent a letter. Like in this case, my friend Larry, my new friend Larry, um, sent me a letter saying he had sent me a letter. And uh, I'm going to read it now. So I'm going to try not to editorialize. I do that from time to time, I'm told, maybe to a detriment of the email. I try to just, uh, you know, insert my thoughts. What can I say? Here we go. This is from Larry. Sorry, JD. This is very long. This is my first editorial. And I'm going to vouch for that. This is long. So I'm going to have trouble breathing this email out. So I'll I'll, I'll warn you. I'm going to do my best not to fuck it up, though. Here we go. Background. Friends in college mentioned pavement and went and saw them. I acted nonplussed because I wasn't in on the ground floor. I was lame like that. Yeah, me too. I did that shit. First pavement I heard was Unseen Power of the Picket Fence. Yeah, me too. Off the No Alternative CD. I loved it. I loved R.E.M. and I got it. When I heard Slanted and Enchanted, I was blown away. I could relate to these cats. It was an utterly new sound to me. I got it. And I got into it just as Wowie Zowie was coming out. I got the Rattled by the Rush CD single before the album. This was my senior year. When I graduated, I was planning on living with my parents in New Jersey to make money for a cross-country trip with a college pal, Destination Unknown. I bought Crooked Rain. It spoke to me. I sat in the room I grew up in and listened to it every day, dreaming of escape. I was like, I think this is my favorite band. At that point, my progression of favorite bands went Hall & Oates, then The Who, then Pink Floyd, then Butthole Surfers, then Pavement. That is quite an eclectic path to pavement. But there you are. I painted a portrait of the bald eagle photos on the back of the Crooked Rain Rain album and gave it to my dad. He was confused. I wasn't a patriot. I moved to Portland, Oregon in 1995, and I saw pavement live at La Luna with the first friends I made. My friend recorded the show on Mini DAT, It was killer, except for when you could hear us laughing and talking. Well, shame on you for laughing and talking during a pavement concert, fellas. Shortly after that, I was at a show. 
I was probably 23 and found myself standing next to Stephen Malcolmus. I was most definitely buzzed. I said, are you who I think you are? And he said, yeah, and bummed a smoke. It was my last. I think he saw it was, but I gave it to him anyway. I was starstruck. I saw him at another show, a band called Irving Claw Trio, Friends of Friends. They were covering an art ensemble of Chicago song. He leaned over to me and said, they should have done the vocals. I didn't know it was a cover. I think later they did include the vocals. That was vague. I was drunk. Flash forward. I was at Trans Am. I was at a Trans Am show at Satricon. Boy, I'm fucking uncool. Underqualified to be reading this email. Satyricon. Satyricon. Let's, let's go with that. Satyricon and was about to leave with my friend Kirk from a band Truman's Water. We were new friends. Truman's started around the same time as Pavement, and I believe they'd played together. I asked Kirk for a ride home, and he said, let's go get a drink first. Then, it was me, Kirk, his girlfriend Kelly, and Stephen Malcolmus. It was after hours. We were at a Russian disco. No one came to serve us. I may have snuck a bottle of wine up my sleeve. I talked to Malcolmus. He gave me his phone number saying he was new to town. I gave him mine. I told him I could get him a ticket to see Ravi Shankar because my friend's dad was playing with him. I was trying hard to be cool. He was unfortunately going to be out of town. I saw him a few more times. He'd ask, how's Ravi? I got up the nerve to call his number once. It was disconnected. He apologized when I told him that and said that he had got it wrong. Seemed legit. He was the one suggesting we exchange numbers. I told him I was so drunk I stole a bottle of wine when we last hung out, and I barely remembered I barely remembered it. And he was like, That's too bad. One day I checked our answering machine, yes, pre voicemail tape answering machine, and there was a voice that said, Hey Larry, this is Steven. I was wondering if you still had some recording shit in your basement. I need to do some vocal tracks for some B sides. My heart stopped. What the fuck? How did you know we had a four-track? Holy shit. I'm imagining my rock and roll hero laying down vocals in my basement. My adrenaline was surging. Then I also remembered the only other Larry I knew in town was Larry Crane, who owned Jackpot Studios. Ugh. I knew he messed up. I called him back and told him he was probably looking for Larry Crane. And he was. I told him it was Larry, Kirk and Ravi's friend. He laughed. I didn't see him much after that. Ten years later, ran into him in a grocery store and made a Ravi joke. Of course, he was clueless, but nice about it. So when you had a podcast called Meeting Malcolmus, and I've met Malcolmus when he was totally my idol, I thought, wow, you have my full permission to use this. Stephen, if you're listening, I'm sorry I was such a dork. I wish we could have been friends. Larry. P.S. Years later, I finally met Larry Crane, Portland's most famous Larry, who told him about the mix-up. He thought it was hilarious.
fuck me, that is a monster. That is a fucking stone-cold classic monster in your closet waiting for you to sleep so it can come out and scare the piss out of you because you have no right sleeping when a song this good exists. Do you understand? What's it about? I don't know. I love the structure, though. I love that it's very traditional. There is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, out. I might have that wrong, but it's all there. There's a bridge. (laughs) There's a fucking bridge. And then there's an outro. Is that outro Wounded Kite at 17 seconds? I don't know. What is Wounded Kite at 17 seconds? Is it any wonder that the lyrics for this song start at 17 seconds? Coincidence? I don't know. Does that mean the song is Wounded Kite at 17 seconds? That doesn't make sense because the chorus clearly talks about Traker Cut. To me, the song is very mystical. There's talk of magic. There's talk of deceit. There's talk of electricity and lust. And so it's very biblical in nature, this song, to me. I don't know what a trigger cut is. And my friends at Urban Dictionary don't seem to have a whole lot of insight either. There, you know, there is trigger, which is... um like a warning of some sort and a cut, which is, you know, either uh, a cut of a song or cut of um, like actual flesh, you know, like cutting, (laughs) you know, like cutting, like uh, I'm trying to make something really simple, really fucking confusing right now. And uh, I'm succeeding wonderfully at it. Listen, I just know that this song, maybe I just get too caught up in the rock and roll of this song. But can you honestly hold that against me? I don't think so. This is, this is a, this is a classic. And, you know, the one-two punch of it in Summer Babe. God, the one, the one through 12 punch. Like, I mean... This is uh, just a flurry to the solar plexus, I guess is what I'm trying to say, to extend this punching metaphor. Um, I need to get my beard trimmed. I need to get out of the house and get some vitamin D. I've already postponed this episode long enough. So I'll leave you with this. Several of you last week liked the t-shirt that I was wearing. Um... I'm going to have it for sale for 25 bucks. If you want to buy it, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. Uh, I'll let you know it'll be on sale the month of July and uh, we'll go from there. It'll be off the website. There'll be a link called conduit for uh, conduit for sale and it'll take you right into a little store where you can buy it. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if you want it. Cool. I've had some people say they really want it so they can get it. That's great. I hope you enjoy it. Hope it keeps you warm. And I hope you wear it while you listen to your favorite pavement songs. This is one of mine. Thanks for enjoying it with me. Talk to you soon. Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. 
you can check out all the episodes at www.meetingmalchemist.com. I tweet and Instagram at meetingmalchemist. You can send me a letter at jd at meetingmalchemist.com. Stephen, are you listening? <laughs>